Waking up is hard to move along, it's even harder. It's over, she got colder now, can't locate where her heart is. And I'm just being honest, since we not even talking. My mom won't let you go, should even consider stalking. Now, you know I be teasing, no, you know that my ego won't. Thought this was forever love. What's good, what's good, what's good, people? Welcome to Purse Talk, episode 3. With Bobby Rawlins Swimmer, live on Bad Season, another podcast about nothing. Now, before we get started, what we're going to need y'all to do is like, follow, and subscribe. That's at Bad Season, that's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. For all comments, questions, make sure y'all slide in them DMs. But remember, the bag isn't always about money, but more so what you want out of life. Welcome to episode three, Toxic Behaviors and Relationships with Keish. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? We here. We here. We are here. What's up, Bob? What's up? What's up? (laughs) What's up, Keish? Hey, how you guys doing? We got special guests in the house. Special Um, guests. You know, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit on a few points, um, but we're just gonna do a little brief recap from our episode two, which was social media and its effects on relationships, and we're just gonna hit on that real quick. Um, so, for those of you who listened in, thank you. We had close to a, what thousand follow a thousand listens last last week, close uh, to close it. Close to it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Listen, we we we. Like I said, we appreciate everybody who comes and and supports us and listens to our podcast. It's definitely for the people. Um, it's definitely for y'all, and we definitely um, you know, put in the feedback that you give us. So make sure, like you said, hit up us uh on Instagram uh at bag season underscore podcast. Uh, slide in those DMs. Let us know what you think about our podcast. Um, so what did the people say? The people said a lot, Bob. I mean, you was getting blown up all week, too, bro. Let's not front. Like, I'm the only one that's getting inboxed. Like, I mean... Hey, man, listen, listen. Shout out to the people that text us personally with their feedback and literally, like, dissect everything. Like, I just want to let you know, like, I really appreciate that because you're helping the podcast become what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Like, we really appreciate everything that you guys say to us. Mm -hmm. And it's all on Daryl, to be honest. (laughs) Whoa. It's all on you, man. (laughs) Through the government. Okay, so so check this out. So one of the biggest things that I got from, um, as far as feedback was concerned, is that we spoke about a lot of negative things about social media that we really didn't hit on any positive notes on social media. So, but there were some positive notes about social media like and its what? effect on relationships as far as business relationships. Okay. All right. So how you're able to grow your business and, and advertise your business and hit a market that you normally wouldn't hit if you didn't have social media. Gotcha. If you really think about it, you would have to spend, what, thousands of dollars on media advertisements, on television right. or... Right. Um, you know, a lot of the small businesses don't have to pay right, for commercials. Right, they right. can just go on there. Did you know? Did you know IG? on social media? I would just say Instagram. You could pay twenty, like twenty five dollars, and reach like another three thousand people. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So uh, we'll 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 talk about that off there. Off there. Okay. Um. So um. But another thing that we talked about, we I mean, we talked about a lot about the dressing mm-hmm. on on social media and how we as guys. Right, can portray something and see something in a certain light, but it's completely different to 
a woman or on a woman's aspect. So, um, we had a lot of women inbox me and tell me that, and I, you know, and I appreciate y'all for doing that. But it's one one woman did say specifically. She said, "Dress how you want to be addressed. You don't go to a job interview looking like." You know, like, yeah, looking like it's a club. So why would you, you know, be that way all the time? Now, granted, there's different strokes for different folks and there's different scenarios for different people that'll, that'll all be talked about later on. But basically it's, it's, it's basically saying, Hey, you know, respect me regardless of how I'm dressed and respect me regardless of what you see. All right. And so that was one of the things we got. Um... Another thing that I got was social media creates a attitude of never good enough because mm, it's always tough. access to everything and everyone and it's portrayed in a way that we will never be good enough. And like that him. that was deep. I, I that was, might be my I, Facebook I really, status. But is that the person's <laughs> perception? I mean that's I mean I think that's a lot of people's perception. If they feel like they're not good enough instead of just celebrating that person's life. Like that's awesome. Right. Like that's like yo, her IG's lit. Because if you if you think about it from a relationship standpoint, for instance, right? You could have you could have for for a guy, you could have a dime, dime mm-hmm. piece, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Your girl is sexy and hot and beautiful and everything else. Mm-hmm. But there's always that other model. There's always that someone it's, else that you're looking is, at. It's always Something else. Right, but that's... Always going to be something better. But that was the point. That was the point of what she's saying. There's always something that's always feeling like it's better. You live in the city, you're trying to go on vacation. I'm in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Or I'm in Bali. Or I'm in the island somewhere. You know, it's like, oh, well, you could be living like this. Well, when you get to Mexico, it's like, oh, well, it don't look like... Fiji, you know what I mean? So now let's go to Fiji. But it don't look like Australia. Let's go to Australia. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of different viewpoints on that. But those are the things that we took away from that point. And, and just thinking about those types of behaviors, Bob and Keish. What was that word? Behaviors. Okay. Those are toxic behaviors. Ooh. And I think that just might be, I think that just might be the topic today. Toxic behaviors in in relationships. And when we say relationships, people, we're talking about everything. We're talking about family. We're talking about friends. We're talking about romantic. We're talking about coworkers. It's not just romantic relationships. So, Keish. Yes. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm here. Thank you for having me. And we would like to start off by introducing yourself. Give us a little background about you. And and we brought you in specifically for this Topic because topic. because we you just had a seminar did you not on <laughs> on toxic relationships on toxic relationships okay so yes. uh, you know and um that was a, that was an awesome uh seminar that I, I witnessed that was great the 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 panel uh that was on that that um that board was they were just phenomenal yeah, they had everyone, a lot yeah. of good great things to say right so I'm a I'm a take a step back from the mic I'm gonna let you go ahead and do your thing and, and let us know who you are so my little background is you know I'm an IT analyst I fix up computers mm-hmm. so it's like how does she know about toxic relationships right mm. but it's just life experiences and just going through the motions of that and you know I grew up in the inner city I grew up in Camden um, and 
you know, made it out and pushed forward to become a successful professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in adjusting in every different environment allowed you to analyze yourself because that's ultimately what that's what you're doing when you go from one environment to another adjusting am I going to assimilate completely or am I not Mm -hmm. well and if it goes back to your behaviors Mm -hmm. so then you know certain toxic relation and toxic behaviors you start you know hitting on it when you go maybe into a different environment or a different True. relationship with mm-hmm. someone else. That's when you start becoming and that's aware. When, right, you start becoming aware. Okay, this is, might not be normal or this is you know, not okay. So uh, for me in my um, toxic relationship, a lot of people assume like, oh, it's a boyfriend. All these guys out here are horrible or women are awful, blah, blah, blah. But really a lot of times you learn toxic behaviors at home. True. Hmm. You, wow. So it's like... You don't just wake up and be like, I'm going to be a toxic person today. You know, I'm just going to be evil to people and use and abuse them. No. A lot of times you um doing that or you learn that behavior at home. And for me, unfortunately, was my sister. Okay. Because my parents were, they were unavailable in the sense that they weren't, my mom was ill. And so I basically raised myself. My sister is 14 years older than me. So, technically, she could have stepped up as the adult in the household to be like, I got you, little sis. I'm going to take care of you. But that's not what happened. Mm. Instead, she was just like the adult in the house that was just putting me down every day. So, when I'm talking about putting down, I'm talking about she just thought I was bad and evil. Mind you, I was an honors kid. Like, I was wake up every day like I'm talking about my mom she was sick since I was a child so I would wake up on my own get myself dressed get my stuff and go to school I was Mm -hmm. one of those I I was one of those kids in honor classes that just no one would come up to get their report card eventually they would just give me the report card because no one's coming up Mm -hmm. so I kept up like a front in school because I didn't want to fall into a system. I didn't want, you know, anybody to call Dyfus on my mom because she was just, unfortunately, she uh, was diagnosed with bipolar with psychotic features. So she was mentally ill. Mm, wow. Um, so as a child, I knew my mom loved me mm. if she was just sick. Mm. And we're talking about during the time where a lot of people didn't talk about mental illness. And this in our true. community... Mm. In our community, we don't talk about it. A lot of times, it's taboo subject. A lot of times, it's like if you're depressed, oh, drink some tea or, mm-hmm. you know, go and do this. And no one really goes to get professional help or find out what's going on. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the, the mental... Um, we have a lot of mental health issues going on in this country now. Right. And it's, it's, it's actually showing up more prevalent than ever. Right. You know, so um, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating. So for you... Toxic behaviors right. um, were more prevalent at home. At home. At home. So because I had didn't have my mom available to prevent my sister from just being mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm saying evil because in every aspect, she's telling me I'm not good. Understand, she wasn't saying I wasn't good enough. I just wasn't good. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, did, so, you, did you have a, uh, do you have a toxic relationship with your father? Um, my father, it it wasn't an issue with my father. Well, the sense was uh, my parents separated when I was five. Mm-hmm. He left out the household around that time. They divorced around when I was nine. I, as a child, I wasn't focused 
as much of my father's relationship because my mom was sick. Okay. And okay. she was the one that was in the household. Okay. And my father passed away with Lou Gehrig's disease when I was 13. Wow. Wow. So I had to fix paperwork. And basically, I was an adult as a child. Wow. So. I definitely know what that's like. Well, yeah, and, yeah, a lot of us And in the city, it wasn't abnormal to hear that. Everybody had their struggles. But what no one talks about is the additional toxic behavior that you deal with in addition to all the dramas you're dealing with in your life. Mm. So with my sister, I'm thinking internal, even though on outwardly when I would perform in school, I was academically, I excelled. I was, you know, personable. I was a, like in the, in the mm. room, I was like lively inside. I felt I'm a bad person. So what, I, what would you say that would be the toxic behaviors that, that stood out the most. I mean, like, I mean, it was, I, I she bad mouthed you, put you down. But what else would, would, would there be? Well, because she was, because it was consistent. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, it's not just a one-time thing. Because it it's was repetitive. It's repetitive as a child, your mind, that's during the time you're learning who you are. or mm-hmm. you're, We're not talking about now as an adult and mm-hmm. you're telling me, I know who I am as an adult. Right. But as a child... That's when you're learning. <clears throat> when you're still trying to find yourself. You're trying yeah. to understand, okay, mom. So I'm like, my mom is sick. Pop is not here. Um, I need to function as a kid. But she's saying, like, everything. like, And she would involve religion, too. God's not blessing you. You know, a lot of so, people a lot of people do that. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's really that that's a whole nother conversation. That's a, we can that talk about toxic religion. Yeah, that's a whole nother But but that that is a it's been a form of manipulation Correct. for Since a day long so, time. So you now not only think that you're bad, but you're thinking God's not God's not blessing me. I'm mm. and God's not listening to my prayer. Mm. Even though I still prayed and I felt like, well, that's a whole other subject. Yeah. But the point was, because I had these internal issues, um, internal feelings about myself as a young kid, teenager, young adulthood, mm-hmm. now I'm accepting, and my household was so chaotic, even though I kept the front. When I met people, or I, when I met guys to get, I allowed certain toxic Men to come in my life because I didn't know any better. I didn't. Mm. I didn't see any signs mm. there. You know, so people be like, "Well, didn't you see any signs when you went into that relationship?" And I'm like, "Uh, no, because my house was like super crazy." So him, it's normal. Yeah, it was normal. Like yeah. him doing some, you know. So I say that to say, and also it's hard not to become the toxic person because there's the flip side. Mm, wow, there's, she just dropped two gems. There's now, two flip now, side to that. Now, wow. What I want to talk about is before we even get to the flip side part, let's stay just on childhood. Okay. When did you become aware of your situation? Because you were still progressive in your whole transition of your childhood where it was like, it's toxic at home, but I'm still capable of getting my gifts out, which was school. Mm-hmm. You were still getting A's and B's. You were still right. getting up for for the bus. You were still making right. sure that that seven to three was good. Was good because that was my relief. That was mm. my positive reinforcement. When wow. did you When did you realize that that was your gift? Because 
coming from the inner city, a lot of our gifts are sports mm-hmm. and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, it was like, it's my mind. Mm-hmm. That's going to help me get out. Right. And I realized that coming from a man's perspective, being a black man, mm-hmm. where a single mother household, she's raising mm-hmm. two boys, it's like... That don't even, like, school don't even hit my mind where it's like, yo, I got to take care of home, X, Y, Z. It's so toxic at home, but I got to focus on school. Right. Ours is more so like, I got this ball. I need to make millions of dollars. Mom, Mm -hmm. look, when I turn 18, you ain't got to work again. Right. From a female perspective, I, I see a lot of females at younger ages excel at school. They're the ones that's really getting those educational scholarships, taking advantage of the book side of it, where it's like, I'm really building my mind. Right. And it's really helping me develop in my growth personally. Mm-hmm. Rather than a guy where it's like, by any means necessary, this ball got to work. Got to get out. I don't gotta have, get out. Yeah. I don't have no other way. Like, I hate school, but basketball is life. Mm-hmm. I hate school, but football is all I got. Track is going to get me out of here. Right. Swimming is going to get me out of here. And that's the focus. I'm not going to school to go to school. Right. Where your outlet was my books. Right. Like, you went to a D1. You know what that looks like. You know what it's... Because my... I mean, living in and growing up in the city, I always said when people were like, oh, how did you make it out? Well, yeah, good teachers. You got an education if you wanted to, but nobody was there to push you. There you go. Mm. Okay, so there's a difference. Mm. There, I realized once I got to Rutgers, I had all the tools. I was smarter than, than a lot of the suburban kids that I was told that probably was smarter than me because I came from Camden. But guess what? My teachers, if I got the education because I wanted it. Now, you're asking the question, how, when did I develop? when did I realize that mm-hmm. and I will have to say I just it it takes that one good teacher for me it took that one good teacher mm. and that was in third grade mm. um I didn't like school before then yeah I think we all get that one teacher yeah. that, one one teacher. that one teacher Mr. Mr. Shaw and Mr. Shaw, if you're out there listening to Bad Season Podcast, you did wonders. You did your job as a teacher yes. to influence that one student he to get did. out. You did he your job. Did. So shout out to Mr. Shaw. Mr. Shaw, he was amazing. And I hated school before then because obviously, as y'all can see, I'm a talker. So I was one of those kids that used to finish school, finish my, you know, work early and then used to talk because... I'm bored now, and I used to get class, in trouble. I always get in trouble. I always get in trouble because I talk too much. <laughs> so he was the one teacher that was just like he literally. And we're talking about sometimes teachers that were just mean. I just hated school. And then third mm. grade, he just really put the extra effort in being like, "You're really smart. Like you don't belong here. You need to." take this exam you need to you know he was like he really would have a, a, an adult conversation to me in third grade which resonated with me because i was having an adult life so in third grade so third yeah. so let's say third grade you're around i'm what, nine like nine ten 
Nine ten. Yeah, ten. And you know, shout out to all our teachers out there and our educators because you don't really know or really realize the influence you have on somebody right. until you actually have yes. that conversation with them or that moment with them that opens up the door like a floodgate or the lights go on like ding and it it really does influence you know someone to to do better that's in it. So shout out to all it's our all teachers and educators out there yeah, and our administrators. One, absolutely. That's that's always my take when it comes when it comes to teachers. I feel like if you are a teacher, you have like the greatest job ever. Right. Because right. parents aren't home. You're with the kids like nine. Yeah. Ten hours a day. Mm-hmm. Right. All you have to do is be able to find that spark in a child, and you can literally change their life. Yeah. And he did. And what he did was allow me to now trust certain teachers. Not I didn't trust not all adult, and nor did I trust. That's how you already knew I already had toxic behavior at a child. Mm. Because I already didn't trust <clears throat> some adults. I didn't okay. trust like all teachers. And But because of him, it allowed me to trust some. Mm-hmm. And so that helped me find mentors in okay. school so that I can excel in that way because in my mind, already at eighth grade, I'm thinking, okay, what I need to do to get to college because guess what? I need to get a career with medical so in case I have to take care of my mom. I'm talking about 13, 14 years old. Dang. Okay, so so now you've hit on a few different types. Yeah, you was like a full-fledged adult. I was trying to eat. Die. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So, um... Yo! So... Truthfully, I mean, that that's 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 insane. But you know what? It's, that's that's reality. But that's, yeah. reality. that's reality to a lot and, of and, inner city kids right, right now. I, I mean, have, I have one girlfriend in tenth grade. Was she was in honors class too? She was working under someone else's social security, so she could work full time at night because she had two younger sisters. She was paying the rent because her mom was a crackhead. And she had to do what she had to do. Well, I know a lot of kids. So like that. a lot of we were that we were on that mind, but we just needed that guidance. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids in the inner city, they just don't have that. Right, you know, I see it on a day to day. I mean, believe it or not, my first job out of college was I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that or not. Definitely. I taught in inner city Pittsburgh, and I had kids who, you know, I had one kid who was sleeping every day. He was thirteen years old, <clears throat> and I asked him, I said, "Well, why are you sleeping every day?" He said, "Because I have four brothers and sisters and my dad's not home my mom is working four jobs i have to work two jobs now mm-hmm. this is a this is a 13 year old kid mm-hmm. you know you should be enjoying your childhood mm-hmm. not having to worry about being a dad in a household for a 10 year old an 8 year old a 7 year old and a 5 year old right and and that's and that's deep. I mean, and that those toxic behaviors. I mean, right. there's a lot of toxic behaviors that right. amount out of that, unbeknownst to them, unbeknownst right. to you, unbeknownst to you right. too, Bob. Like, there were situations that we've been put in that right. were extremely toxic, right. and it affected us in the long run. So, right. so let's talk about this. How did that affect you? Long term. Give us a long scenario term. of how that affected you long term. Okay, so long term. When it came down to academics and career part, that I always had down packed. Mm-hmm. And I was always mature into dealing with big issues, okay. right? But what I wasn't mature in was dating. Okay. I didn't understand what love was. I didn't know what love looked like. Mm. 
I didn't have someone, you know, check in like, oh, when are you, you know, are you okay? Do you need to go somewhere? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, So that affected me long term because when I found someone who checked every move, I thought it was love. And then really he was a controlling person, a controlling toxic person. Where did you, where did you really notice that it was toxic? I didn't even realize that it was that toxic until, um, and we're talking about now mid-twenties. Okay. I'm out of college. Um, I didn't realize how toxic it was until I went to therapy. Now, I went to therapy for different reasons. I went to therapy because at that point, I, w- I was already dealing with my mom all my life. Mm-hmm. And the situation was getting pretty bad. And I was, you know, had my full career already. I was already in the IT world. And I was finding myself crying in random places. And I'm just like, okay, because I've been well-versed in mental health because of my mom for all these years, I was like, you know what? Let me go to therapy. Because what a lot of people don't think, going to a therapist is like going to a regular doctor and just getting a checkup. Your your brain Mm -hmm. is a a muscle. It it, it needs Mm -hmm. just a little tune-up or checking. So I went to see what's going on. Maybe... I'm falling into depression or something. Mm. Let me take responsibility mm. and get professional help. Well, through, you know, when I went to her, she was like, you don't need any medication. You just been doing this all your life. Mm. And, you, and you have been carrying this all your life by yourself. Mm. I mean, Swimmer, how long you've known me? And I <laughs> never talked about I used mm. to never talk about this in mm. college. Nope. I used to keep... All of this in mm-hmm. all the time. And you would not never known what I was going through. And then finally, I was cracking under the mm-hmm. pressure. So I'm thinking it's because of this. And I, and you know, as my therapist says, she said, you just need to talk to someone and work this out. When I was opening up to her, I realized my sister was my core toxic person in my life. Okay. And I picked someone that mimicked. Her bad, toxic behavior. Mm. To be your lover. To be your lover. To be my lover and my wow. boyfriend. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so anybody who's out there listening to our podcast that is in a similar situation, that that may be in a relationship, and you starting to feel the the breakdown of everything, please, please inbox us. Let us know. Reach out to us, or reach out to someone, or reach out to someone to get help. Because that is a really, really important thing that we really are, you know, we're addressing here. We're addressing these podcasts for our people, for everyone who's listening out there. Um, And getting therapy, and I've been to therapy too. We talked about that. I've been to therapy twice. Um, Been to therapy like once. Okay, so we're all three of us. Yeah, we've all been to therapy here. So, you know, let us know. Have you been in a similar situation like this? Are you going to therapy? And how has your therapy helped us? Hit us up at Bag Season. That's B A G S Z N underscore podcast on Instagram. So, so let's transition this from Keisha's story to Swimmer story. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Spotlight. <laughs> we stopped. We stopped. We stopped her at like a quick snapshot. Mm-hmm. To where she started her adult life. Right. She became aware. Right. Mm-hmm. Take us into the childhood swim. Childhood swim. Uh, childhood swim. Grew up in the city. Uh, just like your everyday kid. Um, 
I was fortunate enough to move out to the suburbs um, when I was younger. And so back in the day, I, I, I had thick old glasses. You know what I mean? I used to look like Urkel. People used to tease me because I was light-skinned. You know, you know the typical stuff or whatever the case you were. I'll be sure. You know what I mean? I got all that. I get draped to this day. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it doesn't bother me because it's all in a complimentary fashion. But as a kid, like you said, when you get, when you get into a certain place, you know, those things tend to bother you at a, at a certain point. I didn't have um, much toxicity growing up in my household. I can say that. Um, but the toxic behaviors that I saw were more or less from me going from city to suburb. Mm-hmm. You know, and my friends in the city be like, "Yo, you deserted us. Uh-huh. You 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 moved away from us. Right? Like you you, you know, turned your back on us. Yeah, you turned our, you turned your back on you a traitor. You a sellout." You know what I mean? Like you moved out there with 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 the with the white people. Like you know, I hate to say that, but you know, you moved out to the white people, and it was like, nah, I didn't even like that. No, it's it's like that, right. you know. And it's like, yo, so you lose your friends on that front, right? Right. And you come out to the suburbs, and then you be like, you talk different, you oh, act you, different. You think you better than you us? think you you know? It's not even you better than us. It's like, okay. oh you, oh you think that. Cause you from the hood or whatever that you you know what I mean that you could do stuff better than us. Okay. You're not smart as us. Oh, you're you talking about the suburbs. Yeah, side. they're talking okay, about from this, the suburbs side. This is what they were giving you. Right, and okay. so like you know your suburb friends like yo you you know what I mean? you you ain't in that. what is that? Right. So you not you you have a dynamic. Right. As a child, you're like yo where are my friends at? Like who are my real friends? Mm-hmm. And and this was this was in a transition of you actually trying to find yourself as a kid. As a kid, yeah. How, how old were you? I would say this was, it was more, it was really prevalent, I would say, in fourth grade. So you're talking about 11, 12? 11, 10, 10 11, 10. 10. I was, I, I was 10. on the younger side. I graduated yeah, at 17. Okay. So, so I was on the younger side. Got you. Yeah. So now, this is where my, my sports came into play. Okay. Because I could always rely on my teammates. Okay. I could always rely on those people. This is where band came into play. Okay. I could always rely on my bandmates. Right. Shout out Penwood Band. <laughs> so, basically, leaning on them helped a lot, you know, and it helped me transition to a lot of li- different phases. Um, and those toxic behaviors, it was like, really, it really affected me socially, right? Because it was like I didn't know how to really determine whether or not that was a good thing or a bad thing mm-hmm. until I literally sat down with my mom and I had a really good conversation with her at a young age. And then she said, you know what? Your friends will always support you. They'll always be in your corner, no matter what. They'll right. never desert you. Right. And the ones who do desert you aren't your real friends. And the ones who don't support you aren't your real friends. Right. So then I had to really think about that and really say to myself, like, wow, who are my real friends? And it literally was like five people. Right. Like when it boiled that, like when you narrowed it all down. Right. And those five people... I could still call to this day, right now, and and yeah. talk to them as if I never missed a beat. Right. And your five, you five know who you are. Okay. <laughs> shout out to the fat five. Yeah. Shout out to my fat five. You know who you are. Um. So, that 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 for me that was the most toxic part growing up. Right. And I didn't have to worry about being an adult. 
I feel sad for that. That that's that's a hard situation, but it's a situation that we see a lot right. in the inner city. So now the spotlight's on you, Bob. Right, growing up, the growing yeah, up, hey. Bob. You know. All right. So for a lot of y'all that know me personally, you know I'm actually from Virginia. Uh, Tabana, Virginia. You know, if you understand where Chris Brown's from, that's where I'm from. That's his <laughs> county. Mm. Um. If you know Virginia, Virginia is still Jim Crow to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I grew up as like a country kid where the first eight years of my life, I grew up on a plantation. When I mean plantation, guys, I mean cornfields on one side, cotton fields on the other side. It's a swamp in the back. You see, probably won't see another neighbor, another 20 acres. <laughs> I get scared of like, areas like that. <laughs> like it's bad. I'm talking about... One Nothing. gas station wasn't a Walmart. wasn't It was trailer parks all over the place. Like that was it. Mm. Oh wow! It's probably about two hours away from Richmond. Like that's my like eight years. Like it's yeah. real country. I'm wow. talking about sugar on your cornflakes. Ain't no such thing as milk. You gotta mix the canned milk with the water. Whip mm. it up. Oh, like, powder milk. Oh, powder, powder milk. milk. Like Whoa. that's how. Like that's what we ate. Wow. Like. Bro, it was... <laughs> shout out I'm to talking the... about weird sandwiches, yeah. bro. Like, shout out, shout yo, out to the listen, powdered milk, listen, the oil yo, on top the of the water. peanut butter. <laughs> yo, yo, listen, I, I seen some things growing up. I'm talking about a well, like a water well in the back where like you got to pump the water. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, wow. bro, I did all that. Like, an outhouse for the bathroom where it ain't really a toilet. It's a, it's a bucket, a hole. Right. Like, crazy. Wow. Like, and then I had the whole transition of like... From coming from that to inner city, oh, wow. Philadelphia. That must have been like super. Culture shock. Oh my god! Culture shock. Super crazy. Now dude. this is the thing. Childhood growing up, I mean, I'm gonna say we had the best, but I mean, it's a kid. I'm living. Right. I was still able to have a childhood. Okay. Right. Outside of like still trying to find myself, but it was on some. I'm still from the country. And I'm trying to transition into the city. This city. Yeah. It's and, fast. And you came to Philly. Like, city, yeah, city. Came, like, city is a, a big mon- city. The city is a monster. Uh, yeah. yeah like, like, it's big. Yeah. So, that whole transition was like, oh, snaps. It's, it's a lot different. Like, I don't remember, like, school, like, in the South, the Senate Third. Everything I remember is technically from when I moved to the city and I stayed here. Mm. Like, I used to go back and forth up until, like, 14. Okay. Then I woke up. I was like, yo, mom, I'm not going back down south. Like, it's too slow. The family don't do nothing. Everybody's just chilling. It, right. I'm just like, no, like, I'm here. My friends is here. I play sports here. Like, this right. is me. My dad left. Uh, So my mom and my dad was married. My dad, one random day, woke up. He was gone. Uh, he moved back to Virginia. My mom and my mom are being separated. And I noticed that from that moment when he moved out, life hit and life changed. If you know Bob, you know I got a short fuse. <laughs> I can go zero to a thousand. Forget a hundred. I can go zero to a thousand real fast. Right. But in my family, it's we have like those... I would say like five, ten faces. 
on like the man side where it's like, yo, no matter what's going on, as long as they're strong, the family's okay. I'm kind of one of those faces. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot for me to break down. And when I do break down, I just let it all out. Right. I noticed that, I will say, when I got to college, I realized that not having my father in my life is one of the reasons why I'm so a short fuse. Because my dad was a short fuse. Okay. And... To this day, it, like, really hurts me because it's, like, I'm missing something that mm-hmm. I could really have, but it's not me. It's you. You chose to, le- like, chose to leave. But the fact that it's four hours away, I still got to find a way to get there, but I can't. Mm. But you can. Mm. You choose not to. Okay. And the fact that I got a little brother, I kind of, like, got past it where it was, like, all right, I'm good. I'm going to make sure my mom cool, my grandma cool, my -hmm. brother's cool. I got to do what I got to do. Right. But the fact that me and my little brother, we share the same mom and dad. My brother's eight years older. I mean, younger than me. Right. He don't know my dad. Right. Like, he knows, like... Like, like, that's my father. Like, he knows of him. But he don't have any memories of him. Like, Like, my brother probably didn't see my dad since since he's been two. Right. So, in my mind, you were only two. You really don't know the man because your whole childhood, and, like, now he's 20, all he knows of my dad is disappointment. I'm talking about the whole birthdays. I'm going to get you a bike. I'm going to come up to your sport, sporting events. Never Let me know. Wow. Never show. Wow. Right. But the fact that, like, I was able to step back and just be there for my brother mm-hmm. and, like, not let that affect me, I seen how toxic it was in his development. Okay. So I kind of skipped over myself when it came to like being aware. Okay. Because it was more so like, hey, I got to go to school for my family. I got to get this degree. I got to figure out a way to do X, Y, Z. Right. Tap into sports, shit, street life, something I work. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it for the home. For the house. Yeah. So you had to step up as a man. Every day, like, just to figure out not just who I am, but to also fill a void. For your little brother. For my little brother. Mm. So. So it's almost like, that. it's almost like an underlying toxic for you. It's like, it's a subliminal toxic. Yeah. You, avo- you avoided certain issues and that was your toxicity. Yeah. But in turn, you avoided creating a toxicity environment for him. So that he wouldn't have to worry like you did. Yeah, so there's like some things like I would do would be I will literally give my last to like put him in like sporting activities. Even when like when I was at school, like when I was away at Bloom. Shout out to Bloom. But um <laughs> I would literally like get my refund check, mm-hmm. go online, find him like a Adidas camp, Nike camp. Yo mom, he gotta go somewhere. Like, wow. Wow. yo, mom, look, That's he got a weekend trip. I'm literally, I used to literally set up my schedule to where, like, I didn't have classes on Friday. Right. Thursday night, I would literally go drive back three hours, pick him up, just to drive to, like, D.C., Ohio, mm. 
New York mm-hmm. to like these camps and like his games and stuff. Right. Just to come back Sunday to go back to Bloom another three hours after I just drove eight hours. So it was like, yo, I got to get a car, but it's like, I'm getting a car for what? Mm. I'm getting a car so that he can live his so life and be good. a kid. Yeah. To give him what I didn't have. To give him something that he wouldn't really have to worry about. Right. But now, as like his development into like adulthood now, because now he's 20. Right. I see how everything now is becoming full circle. Mm-hmm. And he's really trying to identify who he is now. And now it's like, I kind of want to help, but I can't. Yeah, you have to let him. I got to let him go. And it's but like, what's so crazy is that I'm hearing the way you're speaking as is you took on the role of father, which your father should have done. Yeah. Like when you say, I got to let mm-hmm. him go. Isn't, isn't that an expression mm-hmm. that most parents say about their kids? Mm-hmm. And you've made sacrifices for him or like, oh, I may have to make sure he was in this camp and this so he have a better quality of life. And in turn, that, first of all, that's completely. Let's get around. Yeah, that shout out awesome. to Bob. Yo, I mean, if my sister yeah. could have just did that, right? <laughs> Jesus. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, that is awesome. But that's unfortunate because you focus on, you're angry at your father because you had to do, even though you love your brother, it's not like you, yeah. you not wanting to do these things, but you had to also grow up early and step up into a role mm-hmm. because of your father. So you're angry inside of him because you're like, the fuck? Right. Where yeah. you at, dog? Where where was you at when I needed crazy. you the most, so, though? Yes. At what time, at what point did you realize, like, I'm doing all this and I'm pissed at him for not being, this is what he's supposed to do. So, and did you ever have any anger towards your mom for picking him or for maybe their relationship that's a, roles? That's a great question. Because I really think also... Kids get involved in adult, their parents' relationship. And that's when I always say, you have to stay in your lane as a kid. Yeah. However, because your relationship, their relationship is not your relationship with your right. parents. Right. You know what's, you know what's okay? crazy? But with that, that's a whole other toxic. And while, whole- and while Bob, <laughs> and while Bob thinks on, about that, that, I know, I know I you're I thinking, Bob. I see you thinking. I see you thinking. I learned that early to where it's like, yo, bro, like, Whatever you and my mom got going on is between y'all. Like, I don't... I just want to say what's up. Like, like, it took me a long... Like, yo, to this day, my dad's blocked on my phone. Mm. But he's blocked for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's not saying that, like, I don't talk to him, don't want to talk to him, because if I went to, i call him. Yeah. I just reached out to him last week, had a conversation about XYZ or what's going on, right. this, then, and third. But... When I used to talk to my dad when I was in school until, like, I graduated, I would, I would say from school to, like, now, like, my adulting, I would say, like, after 20, my dad used to be so angry towards my mom, and I never understood why, because I never, like, I just wanted to be a kid. Right. So it's like, yo, dad, like, what's up? Like, how's everything going? Yeah, school's this, blah, blah, blah. I just went on this trip. I mean, my brother's doing X, Y, Z. Like, yo, you should come check these games out. I mean, he's really good. He'll just go zero to a thousand real quick. And the conversation used to shift to whatever he was going through with my mom. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Now, this is the crazy part. Him and my mom are technically still married. Mm. But they've been separated for almost 20 years now. Mm. Sidebar, your mom can collect on his social security if anything ever happens to him. <laughs> oh my I'm goodness just gracious. Saying, I'm just saying. You know, a lot of people don't know that. Oh. That's why people need to get divorced. I'm just saying. But, Amy, look. Listen. Oh. Look, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, but, but look, that's the crazy part. So, and But the thing is, I say that because, I mean, my stepdad been in my life. I would say probably about 17 years. Mm-hmm. But they're not married for whatever reasons they got. He's just a great guy that stepped up to the plate that was... That happened to be there. That you. happened to be there. That was that support system that you needed. So, right. having a man figure right. at, like, my brother's games and stuff like that, that was my stepdad. He felt that void. He's the one that stepped up to where it was, like, he coached my brother in, like, basketball and football. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. He was part of his development, like... So, it's a gift and a curse. Right. But when it came to my dad, it was more so like, can't talk to him. And like, I never understood why, because when he snapped, I snapped. Okay. But it was, I was mainly snapping because of him. Right. And I never understood why. And it used to really hurt me, because like, I used to cry a lot. And like, I'm so emotional to where like, everything will come, and then I'll just break down. But my breakdown used to happen when I like, I'm alone. And like, in the dark. Like, I got this thing where, like, I'll come in my crib, all the lights will be off, whether I'm in a, on the couch or in my room, mm-hmm. and I would, like, talk to myself. Mm-hmm. It'll be, like, my one-on-one time with myself, God, and just whatever I'm facing. Right. Like, I will speak to myself in third person. Right. In reality, somebody say that, you'll be like, yo, this nigga crazy. But that's how you're processing. But that's how, like, I process, process everything that's going on to where... Or stressors. Like, where it's like, yo, I need help. But I couldn't figure out, one, what was wrong, why. Mm-hmm. But I understood, like, a lot of shit that I grew up with wasn't fucking normal. Okay. Wow. So back to that question. Did you ever get to the point, were you ever angry at your mom? So, to answer that, to be honest, I was never angry at my mom. Oh, okay. Like, the reason why was because my mom literally gave her all for me. Okay. So, so I was looking at it more so like my dad left his choice. Okay. He chose not to come back. Okay. He chose not to be involved outside of that. Because the only times I seen my dad was high school graduation. Mm-hmm. College graduation. After those days, he's gone. Don't know where yet. I just know when graduation come, I see my dad take us out to eat. Boom. Vanish. He's gone. Yeah. So, all right. So, well, shout out to to this. We we've had a lot of great dialogue. Um, like I said, we we have a lot of things going on so far. We've talked about family and friends specifically. Yeah. Is toxic. Right. We haven't gotten into relationships. Right. We're talking about intimate relationships and how these toxic behaviors have affected us in our intimate relationships. Right. Keish, you kind of hinted on yours a little bit, didn't <laughs> right. get into it. Um, but if anybody's out there that's listening to our podcast, if you're going through some of these situations that are similar to ours, please let us know. Please inbox us at bagseason uh, uh, underscore podcast 
on Instagram. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. Now, we're on the intimate side of relationships. Mm-hmm. You want to start with Keish. I want to start with you. You want to start with me? Go swimmer. Yes. Let's start with swimmer. Oh, man. Let's start it's with like chill. the mystique of swim. Like. So. Yes. He does a lot of de- uh, re- deflection. Uh, you know what I mean? So. He'll never go into his We got Listen, we got time today, bro. Uh, this 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 one for the people. Okay. okay. So. Mm. What? I would say not what, but can you name an intimate relationship that was toxic, mm-hmm. and why was it toxic to you and mm. your development? All right. Well, all right, I'll get a little deep on you guys. I mean, I was in a relationship um, on and off for like four and a half years in college. Um, and it was, it was probably the most toxic relationship I ever had. And it 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 stemmed from cheating back and forth. It stemmed from lying. It stemmed from uh manipulation. Um mental manipulation. Um and in, and in, and in turn it's in a lot of ways how people go through a relationship that they, they they really truly care about the person. Like, you know, I really truly cared about this person. So I, right. I can't, you know what I mean? And because you put your feelings in, in front of logic, it really puts a hindrance on what a truth, truly healthy relationship looks like and feels like and is supposed to be like. Okay? It was... So toxic <clears throat> that she tried to kill herself in my kitchen. Okay. Wow. Okay. She had a she had a breakdown, mental breakdown, and at that point, her and I were not together, but talking still. Okay, just kind of trying to figure out whether or not we were going to move forward after we had been through so much. Because at that point, we had been through so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was to the point where she called me one time and she asked if she could come over and I said, sure, fine. She came over, it was late, <clears throat> and you know how when someone is guilty about something, like, you know they have certain behaviors that they're right. guilty about? Right, right, mm-hmm. Well, she was showing those types of behaviors and I asked her flat out, what's wrong? She said, I have to tell you something. So she told me something that was just so so devastating to not just me, but to other people in her circle. I mean, it was devastating. Okay. And I won't go into specifics. Right. Um, bottom line is that I told her that I didn't want to be around her right now because I needed to digest it. Okay. She took it as, you're abandoning me. When I just revealed when I just revealed something that was completely just like the de- like the, the 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 huge the big part of me, right. and it wasn't either. But that's the miscommunication of the whole thing. Got you. Fast forward five minutes, we're arguing in my kitchen. She told me she didn't that I didn't love her, which wasn't true because I did. Mm-hmm. 
she grabbed my chef knife off my counter, out of the butcher block, swung it up, and tried to jab herself in the gut. Oh, and to the point where I grabbed her arm, oh. okay, twisted her around, and threw the knife on the ground. And I told her, no matter what, at this point, you need help right. that I can't give. Right. At that point, and the story goes on and on and on. I mean, it, it got to the point where she tried to commit suicide later on that, that day. And it, like, it was a wild goose chase trying to find her. We found her like 24 hours later. Oh, it was just, it was, it was a very stressful point. But that was the line in the sand for me. Right. As far as relationships were concerned, intimate relationships, that I knew what I, based off of that relationship, what I knew I should not, cannot, and will not tolerate anymore. Right. Is because that was such a hurtful and stressful and very dark period in my life. Right. That it, it really changed everything for me. Right. So, she admitted herself into a psychiatric ward. Right. Going to see her was one of the hardest things I ever had to do in my life. Yeah. Because some of those hospitals are set up almost right. like jail. But yeah. the crazy, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was insane. Yeah. It was insane. Mm-hmm. And I, I went just to tell her, everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. Everything will work itself out. And from that point on, it took me two years of therapy and really understanding what toxic behaviors really truly look like in an intimate relationship. Right. Someone who manipulates you for good or bad. Mm-hmm. Someone who will lie about everything just, just to get a kick out of you. Mm-hmm. Someone who's mean and abrasive. Just because they want to be mean and abrasive. Right. Like, it's unnecessary. You don't have to be that way. Um, forcing situations upon you that you don't want to be around. Or making you feel guilty about things. Right. Not communicating to you. These are all toxic behaviors. So when you say not communicating, like, I'm mad at you. I'm not talking to you for, like... Right, yeah. Just, shut, just, like, just, just shutting it down. Dumb. Okay, fine. Boom, boom. You leave the door. Okay. Bang, slam yeah. the door. Bang. It's like, wait, hold up. Yeah, it's like... What's going on? We, no, that's, that's, that's all toxic. Mm-hmm. And it has a long, profound, lasting effect mm-hmm. on everything you do moving forward. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And until you get clarity, and I had to get clarity. So mental clarity. Mental clarity. I, that, that's another thing. If you're cloudy up there, you make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And, 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 here, and here's a kicker. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Here's the kicker. We tried to date later on in life. Oh, God. Wow. Oh, Jesus. And that was a toxic... <laughs> like, let's, let's, and that was a toxic <laughs> Wait, behavior. Wait, after, after like therapy? Yeah. After, after therapy? Yeah, because, because Love. I was willing to give another chance. And someone else okay. just talked to me about this on Instagram. They had a post they, they put out there. It was like, when do second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chances become toxic? Right. And so I thought to myself, at this point, this was like probably like the fourth or fifth shot. We, we tried. We tried, right, tried, right, tried. Right. It just wasn't going to work. 
So why am I putting myself through this agony once again? But is that a toxic behavior? Because men are taught to, oh, if she's hard or she's difficult, that's the one, right? Yeah. Isn't that isn't that yeah. what a lot of? But we'll talk. I mean, no, happens. let's get into but, that. But let's that, get into that. But like I hear that all the time from men. Oh, if. If she's difficult, she gives you a hard time. If she's not, you know, she's worth it. She's worth the fight. She's worth the fight. She's worth it. If you have another girl who's, like, nice to you and be, like, loving. Yeah, she's not it. Yeah, she's not it. It's just too easy. She weak. She weak. That's kind of like. And and isn't that a toxic behavior? Because then you expect her to now change. Change. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not trying to call female bees, but. You know what I mean? Like, she was a bitch from the beginning. <laughs> so why are you expecting her to not be one later on? People are only going to get more comfortable as it goes. I truly think that people don't take enough time. And it took me a while to, to okay. realize this. Okay. Take time between relationships. Okay, and to heal. And to, to heal, heal yourself. Right. To do an overall recap. Right. Because relationships are, are, are a serious thing. When you, I mean, when you really break you, it down. When you invest your when You're investing invest yourself. Self. Not the not the booty calls. Right, not the booty calls. You're yeah. investing yourself, <laughs> like your whole entire self worth into right. another person. Right. That's the problem. That's a toxic behavior. You don't, like, You're not supposed to be investing into somebody. Somebody's supposed to be fully vested. This person's supposed to be fully and vested. Then, and, and then you combine forces combined. like yeah. Voltron okay. or like Power Rangers for, for some of you younger, younger ones. ones. Younger ones. <laughs> right, so so it's it's like you're supposed to come together and create this magic team. Like but this, I but think I, I think in today's society people feel that when you're down, there's somebody that's gonna come and swoop you off and your swoop feet you like off your but, feet but here's to the help thing. you lift and what, it's like at one point we put in the line to say Okay, I'm here to support you, but I'm not supposed to fix, fix. what's going on here. That's, that's I think key. there's there's a difference. A here. lot of women Between, love to fix. They love don't, to fix. Don't they? Don't they? I mean, I can, fi- I, I can fix it. I can fix it. I can fix it. Yeah, right. I will say, there's a lot of times I have my girlfriends. They think I'm a little bit harsh because I'm not. I'm not here to fix you. If I, I'm not here to fix you. I, I'm tired. Ta- I had my mom all all my life. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, my cup is full. So, yeah. I'm here to support you. Right. I know how to support right. a fellow person. I know what... you Because everybody goes through their moments, right? So, you do need a person that you can confide in and trust and do those type of emotions. But, there's a difference between fixing. And I think that's another maybe toxic behavior that women have. Because they're taught, oh no, you, you, you're, you have to be strong. And if you're strong, that his is reflected on his behavior. Why is that? Why is that thought process? I think that's a, a cultural, cultural thing. Is yeah. a cultural that, that's a thing, cultural right? thing, I believe it, yeah. 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 So let's get back to you, Swim. There was one thing that I really wanted to ask. You said that she went into a mental... Psych yeah. Was she ever diagnosed? Do you ever? Did you ever find out what she was diagnosed with? No, I don't... I, I never never even got that far. Did you so, care? I mean, how I, I, did when y'all got back together? Mm-hmm. No, we didn't. We never, well, we never got back together. We tried to talk. We tried. We thought about it. We, we so y'all had a conversation. We had a conversation. Okay. You know, and it was like, let's see where it can go. But it didn't. It it sputtered out just as fast as it sputtered so, in. So again, it went. Out it went, of yeah, it went poof, you know, and so some people just aren't compatible. It it, it and so it takes maturity to learn that. Ding. Because truthfully, 
and what you were saying, Keish, about about you know this whole this whole thing. It's like fixing. The only person that can fix you is you. Right. Okay. So like you have to that that's what therapy therapy can help you put you in the right direction and put you on a beaten path. You need and the right people, conversation. Right. I will say, and then people need to understand there's levels of toxicity mm. and, okay, mental health. Mm. Yeah, it's a big difference. Okay, there's a big difference. big difference. And what's very difficult for a lot of people to understand is you can't see if a person's mentally ill. True. They right. just look mean and evil and da 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 Or they could but, look completely normal. And like I'm saying, they're they're and probably and you, they're just being but you're like they look completely normal and you're just like, oh she's just she's just mean. Did you or see whatever. did you see you? On yes, Netflix, I did. did you see that? Bro, I let me tell you, I'm not going shout out to Netflix and shout out to the show you. Let me tell you, I binge watched that show for six hours nonstop. That joint was crazy, Bob. Get on that joint, bro. Shout out to anybody who's seen it. And Toxic Oh, yeah, yeah. That's all in that show. All of that's in there. But yeah, I think as a community, in our community, we really do need to also pinpoint mental health because it's very from what you're describing, she was never going to change because she has a chemical imbalance in her brain. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mental health, chemical imbalance, why is it so hard for us to understand that that's like heart disease, diabetes. When you tell someone, oh, I'm a diabetic, oh, I have to take my insulin, people are just like, oh, yeah, it's just because the pancreas, is it correct? That's Mm -hmm. not, that's not, (laughs) that's not producing the insulin. So in your brain, if it's not producing a certain chemical in your brain mm-hmm. and you need medicine to balance out that chemical, why is that hard for people to understand? Right. So that's a whole other topic. But the point is, that's a shame that you not only got involved mm-hmm. in what a young lady, this young lady that was toxic, but very much so. A mental but problem. I mean, but, uh, but all in all, you know. I, I was able to learn from the experience. Absolutely. And, I was and able get yourself to, into therapy too. Right, and I was able to understand toxic behaviors. Right, absolutely. Understand what they look like, but also understand mental health is a real deal. It it's really a real is. thing. It's a real thing. And, you know, and and this is why I am always a big advocate of taking your time to date a person. Yes. Because you have to understand that when you date a person... There, there are things in the first three months you're not going to see. There's things in the first six months you're not going to see. Right. In the first year, you're not gonna, maybe even two years, you're, not, see, yeah. you're not even going to see until something happens, happens that triggers something. And that's, right. the, that's the key. Like, I feel that you don't really know a person until something happens. Mm. You don't really know a person until you live with them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not always going to be... Rainbows, sunny days, Mm-mm. ninety degree weather. Mm-mm. Right. It rains for a reason. Right. You have to go through some rain to grow. Right. How are you growing if all you want is the summer? Right. Like things can't grow when it's hot outside. Or people like liking. Toxic behavior and want to be in the rain all the time. Mm, let's speak on yeah, that. Now. Okay. Let's, let's speak on that. that. Because there is some, I've had some people tell me, oh, it didn't work. And I'm like, why didn't it work? He was cool. He was very nice. He had got his stuff together. Like, why didn't it work? Oh, he was boring. Mm. 
I was like, what you mean? And I'm all about the boring because, listen, my life has been too crazy. <laughs> so I'm like, what do you mean he's boring? But y'all was going on, like, cute dates and uh-huh. stuff. Oh, was like, you know, I need that spice. She can't, she can't identify what that is. That's and what she's identifying is spicy behavior, but that's also I heard that from men. Oh, I need a woman that's a little spicy, you know, if she gives me a little hard time from here and there, that's a good foreplay. But it's mm. like, why? But why? Why do you need to argue to make up? Because I'm gonna keep it a book so you can have crazy <laughs> sex. I'm just Yo, saying, now, but, I, now I ain't gonna lie, what? that break that's, up the makeup yeah. that that less argued to nah, that's toxic as hell. But did I hear it all the time. I don't, me personally, I don't like to argue. If anybody knows swim, they know me. I, I don't a like. a short fuse. What are you arguing for? No, that's what I'm saying. But, but listen, I've seen, I've seen I, some, yeah, no, I don't know. Okay, I'm good. you guys are cool, but I'm talking about there are some people out here oh, no, that I, love the toxicity. Yeah. They love the drama. They, they want, love, they want, they, they want the. They, they, and if they don't have it with that person, they will create it. And yeah. isn't that the toxic behavior we're talking about? Another one. Yeah, because I know, I know, coming from a guy, I do know guys where like, they will break a woman down and make her seem crazy. But it's like, bro, you're doing this. Right. And it's like, I understand that she's allowing him to do this to her. and like, Or maybe she don't even realize that he's doing that. Yeah, but it's like, he's like he knows exactly, yo, she's tripping, X, Y, Z. But it's like, bro, stop fucking with all these other chicks out here. Putting her in weird ass situations. And then right. bitching and complaining about it. But you know what you're doing. Right. But you don't mm-hmm. want to just say, yo, I want to And then the woman leave. has a sixth sense. So she's like calling him like, I know you at, not at your cousin's house. You at that female house. Da, 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 da. And he's like, yo, But he crazy. still chooses to lie. He chooses to lie. But he like, knows. Oh, you right, don't right, trust, right. trust in me? That's why I can't. We, we not on this level. Cause you, but then, you but then he's calling me on the side like, yo, bro. Right. Yo, <laughs> nah, y'all, y'all, listen, y'all got Keisha's this down listen, right. Keisha call, listen, bro. <laughs> if Keisha call you, say you with me. We was at such and such, but I'm right. like, bro. And then if like, I pass by because how I didn't see your car out there, now you have me all looking crazy because I don't even believe what your cousins say. So I'm gonna pull up around the corner and now I look crazy. But it's like, <laughs> but, but it's fantastic. But it's That's fucked up because people say, "Yo, you gotta go through the ups and downs in a relationship to really love a person." But I'm like, do you really? No. And I learned this no. from. Shout out shout out to Jada Pinkett Smith, her mom, and her daughter on the Red Topic Talk because the 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 segment that they had with Will, mm-hmm. where they actually broke their marriage down, it actually woke me up in understanding what a bond and a relationship actually right. is. Right. And it's like they spoke about the breakup in their marriage. Like, yes, they were still together. They weren't getting divorced and the third, but it was like I can't love you until I love myself. Right. I can't love through you to say like, yo, we got everything we want in the world. You're giving me everything. But it's like, yo, I'm still not happy. And it's like, I don't know why. Right. But I'm but 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 it's not like, I don't love my family. It ain't like I don't love my husband, my wife. It's just like something's wrong. Right. But we choose to not take accountability, but also be aware. Because in a relationship, sometimes, like prime example, a lot of women put their goals and dreams aside for the betterment of their kids, but also their husband. Mm -hmm. So that they can, what, be a wife. Mm -hmm. But it's like, why do you have to do that? No, you don't have to. 
like shoot your like yo right. shoot your shot. Like me, I'm the type of person where it's like yo, I want my woman to right. shoot her shot. Mm-hmm. Yo, if you can be CEO, go be CEO. Do it, do right. it. babe. Right. Yo, if you can, right. if you can sign a deal for ten million dollars. But here's the thing: there's some men or women that their toxic behavior is that they're jealous of their mate. But it's like, so, why even be together? But but because the same radiance or that same, you know, um, spark that you have, that's what attracts me. But I'm jealous of you because you have that spark and I don't. Cause, cause so isn't that a toxic? That's another toxic. I would behavior. say that's definitely toxic. Uh, that, that's a definitely toxic. There's behavior. a lot of there's oh, a lot man. of guys like now that we're talking about the workplace. There's a lot of guys within a relationship. You can ask them. So if your woman made more money than you, how do you feel? I know a lot of guys are like, my woman would never make more money than me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, bro. But I'm like, bro. And then, why? Listen, I'm like, bro. She's a lawyer and a doctor. Listen, like, if she's a neurosurgeon, right, that's that. Bro, she's gonna make like two hundred and fifty. Right, bro. You're a manager at Foot Locker. Be humble, bro. <laughs> like, relax. <laughs> Like, wait a minute. Bro, hey, nothing wrong with that. Shout out to Foot Locker. I was an assistant manager at Foot Locker. Shout out. But I'm saying, like, how do you okay. dictate somebody else's future just for the relationship part? Like, you work in IT. Yo, quick story. That same guy that I was talking about that was toxic, and this was some of the things that I didn't really... When he met me, I already had my degree. I was already in my career. It wasn't like, okay, he met me, and he was helping me up coming from the struggle, you know? So, it was funny because years into the relationship, I remember, and he was a correction officer, He okay. was, and he started at a young age. So, he was making very decent money, very good money at the, at the time. He owned his own house. That's why I par- partly I felt safe because I felt like, oh, you don't need me financially Cause you're or, doing it already. because you're already doing it. So that's great. Mm-hmm. So we can, you know, build. We can meet, on that we can meet because yeah. I know you're not going to go through my purse because you're trying to scam me. I'm just saying there's some people that, that do that. That, that happens. happens. Yeah. You know, you can't leave your purse at just anywhere. I'm just saying, ladies. Anyway, point being is that one day. Uh, I remember him, I was in, it was late night, you know, I was in bed, and I don't know how we got it, when he, he said to me, oh, you know, if we ever get married, we gonna, we need a prenup, I said, prenup, I said, I said why we need a prenup, he, I said, wait a minute, you want a prenup, are you for real, and he's like, yeah, I said, but you don't got shit, what you talking about, and he was like, what would you need the prenup for, I just was curious, like, not to say that prenups are not good in relationships. I'm not trying to say that. But in that moment, I took it insulting because I got my own shit. So he said to me, oh, because um, oh, because of my pension, my pension, I wouldn't want you to take half of my pension. And I said, Was this like can early I cross on here? Or yeah. am I so I said, I said, fuck your pension. I said, I got my own <laughs> damn pension. I said, matter, you know what? Thinking about it. And this is towards the end of the relationship. This is why I was talking already kind of reckless because I used to not talk like this. <laughs> this is towards the end and a lot of therapy session. And I was starting to wake up to the bullshit. So, <laughs> so just be clear that I wasn't feisty like this in the beginning. So um, I said, fuck your pension. I said, I got my own pension. I said, you know what? Come to think about it. I said, yeah, we should get a prenup. I said, because within a year, I already got a promotion. And I said, and if you think that I'm going to continue in this path, that's not going to happen. I'm going to continue making, uh, getting promotions. And I'm going to eventually make more money than you. So you're right. I wouldn't want you to have half of my pension. So we definitely need to get that, that prenup. Hey. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, boss. you know, you know, it's 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 crazy. So, I mean, I yeah. can see, I can see prenup in a way for, for instance, like uh, celebrities. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I give you two examples mm-hmm. of where it was successful and where it wasn't successful. Right. So I guarantee you, Beyonce and Jay Z have a prenup. Absolutely. I, gu- I guarantee it. That p- and it's not. And it's not. They, it's not because they don't. Lo- they don't care about each other. It's just it's, the business, their business side. side. It's business. Their side. money. Absolutely. Their 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 brands. Their yeah. everything. They're just protecting their brands. Right. Where I mean, it went, it, where it went wrong? I'll show you. Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston. Oh yeah. Bobby loved her and did not want to give a prenup. They were coked out of their minds, no matter what happened. Whitney decided to do what she wanted to do and took all of Bobby's assets. Yeah. And Bobby had to start from square one. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And we're talking about we're talking about assets from New Edition, mm-hmm. from himself, his solo albums and everything that he did. Mm-hmm. His, his everything. Right. And that's like and and that that's there's two examples right there, but that's how I, I can so, all really see it. I can up see really. it like on a and we're we're professionals and we're getting to the point where like we just spoke about people having their own business through IG. You know there is more as we get into finances and a certain level and owning several properties and things like that. I can see the purpose of it. Yeah, it's on a regular the, person. It's to protect the business aspect. The, the, the business aspect to protect your properties that yeah. you had before her or things or him. Like, like I give you, I give so you an example. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that was a breaking. That would be um, how could I say? Uh, I say, I guess a breaking point for me not to be well, with. That the definitely person. was a breaking point for you. You was like, no, to me that moment was not because of the prenup. It was because you was trying to put me down. Mm. Yeah, you was trying to make it seem like I don't got nothing. Mm. He made it seem like right. I got it all was, this. It was his tactic, and that's what I learned through therapy. Mm-hmm. His toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. He would attack me in different ways to bring me down. Mm. So it wasn't the prenup the issue. It was the, what he said. After it was he, after he said, I, "You know, I wouldn't want you to have half of my pension or, or that's my That's when it house. became money, the crib. It was trying to make it seem like I was beneath him. And I wasn't worth, on, I wasn't on his level and that I would take from him. Wow. wow. We got, we had a lot going on right now. Let us know if you have any of these scenarios and situations that you're dealing with. Hit us up at Bag Season, that's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast on Instagram. Bob, you had a thought. I did. I lost You it. lost your thought. Okay. <laughs> I lost it. I hope, I, I truly hope <laughs> that, um... That what we say today and what we said, because I've I've never shared that story with really anybody. Now I'm sharing it with whoever listens to this podcast. Right. That was a really, really deep part of me that I I really never thought about or talked about, but it had a huge impact on me moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, just like your dad, Bob. Like, Bob, I've known you for 10 years, and I know that, I know that you can go to zero to 10,000. Yeah. And I've I've actually stopped you going from ten thousand one times. times. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Um, you know, and it it, it took a lot to, to calm you down, but I also know that you really do have a part of you that really wants to understand your dad. I know that and I hope that 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 you're able to rekindle that because you and I both are in the same boat. We never my 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 father uh, you know <clears throat> 
Um, my father passed away when I was three years old, okay, my biological father, and I never got to know him, know him at all. Um, and so, and that goes for my biological mother too. So having that void in my life, I, I've been able to avoid those toxic behaviors that you had to deal with because my grandfather was there for me from day, day one. one. Yeah. And so I didn't have to worry about those toxic behaviors. We talked about that on the Chivalry yeah. podcast. So that was crazy. What's up? I lost my grandfather too. So it like all switched. Mm. I had a dad. Correction. Not, yeah, well, I didn't have pops, that. but no. you had your grandfather mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. My grandfather's was never in my life because one passed and the other one was just doing his thing. Like, mm. He was out there in the streets. Mm. So, I mean, it's it's crazy how we come from different sides of the track, but we all still have similar stories mm-hmm. where it all ties in. Like, right. I think when it comes to the toxic behavior side, we all know that it just all comes down to maturity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. accountability, mm-hmm. but then also self-awareness mm-hmm. to where it becomes... Self love, right? And I think that would help us in all our relationships mm-hmm. because we we notice that what we're going through as children it really does affect us in adulthood, right. and it takes time for it to process. Mm-hmm. But once you are aware, it's what do you do next? Mm-hmm. Right, and I and I think that we all understood that we needed an outlet to become a better us. Because when you are cloudy, you make clouded decisions. decisions. Absolutely. Right. And those decisions start a whole nother cycle that yeah. 20 years from now, you won't understand. Or it'll be hard for you to understand. Yeah, I learned boundaries. So obviously... My sister, I deal with her on a certain level, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but through therapy, I learned to have boundaries with her, what I will accept and not accept. And with it, when it came down to the relationship, I didn't wake up one day to the next and say, I'm leaving. That was seven years long, that relationship. Mm-hmm. And through therapy, it was just realizing and then getting prepared to get out. And when I left, I finally left, and I said this on the panel, what was so crazy is that he said to me, um, he always knew I wanted to have kids and wanted to have children, um, a family of my own. And he said to me, um, I, I took you for granted. I never thought that you would leave. Um, I never wanted to get married. I never wanted to have kids. I thought I could string you along for another five to 10 years. And by then it'd be too late. Mm. So he purposely wanted to waste my time and continue wasting my time for his personal agenda. You know, and so I think one th- another thing that I had to walk away is that once you cut that person and realizing I'm done, you're done. Mm-hmm. You need to, that does not mean sneaking on the person's IG account through another account because mm-hmm. that's toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not still conversing, you know, be, you didn't start, like, if you walked away from that toxic relationship, other, other than, in any relationship wise, as far as, Family is concerned. Just cut it all off. You know, it, unfortunately, a lot of people feel like, you, oh, it's family. You have to work it out. Sometimes, 
You don't. You don't. You don't. And you have to be, as a person, okay. (laughs) You have to be okay in realizing that you might never get that apology. The person might never accept what they did to you. But you have to find that peace, maybe through therapy and different people have different mm-hmm. ways of of healing to say, you know what? I'm putting a period on that. I forgive you, even mm-hmm. though you didn't for, ask for the forgiveness. And I think and that's, I'm going to be a better person. Yeah, and I think that. And I choose happiness, right? I think that's what being an adult is. It's knowing that I'm never going to get that closure. But guess what? I'm okay. I'm never going to get that promotion. But guess what? I'm okay. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be better. There's always a next chapter. Mm -hmm. The person that you are today isn't going to be the person that you are tomorrow. Right. And who you were yesterday isn't who you are in the present. I think people, when you realize you can can decide, Mm -hmm. you have the power. You're now an adult. You know, people say, oh, I loved when I was a kid. I didn't like being a kid because I felt powerless. I couldn't, I had, mm-hmm. I was in situations I couldn't do nothing about. But as an adult, it's freeing to be like, I'm going to be happy today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to find what makes me happy today. Absolutely. Well, we had some extremely powerful words from all three of us. Um, you know, and I would say my, my, my final thoughts on this would be that, you know, you have the ability to... Create your own outcomes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. You have to grab it and grab it hard. And like you said, Bob, you may not get closure. You may not ever get that apology. You may not ever get that closure that you need. But you will be okay. And everything moves forward. And there's therapists out here to help. Right. There's plenty of outlets that you can do to... Take your energies and put it towards something productive. Why don't you go volunteer for something? If you didn't have an opportunity for something when you were younger, why don't you do be that role model for that one person that you couldn't do that you couldn't that you didn't have? Um, you know, or hit the gym. You know, pick up an instrument. Um, you know, do a big brother big sister program. You know, there's lots of outlets out here for us to become a better community and really channel our our negative, toxic behaviors and turn them into positive ones. And if you wake up in the morning negative and toxic, nine times out of ten, you're going to affect somebody else in that manner. Yeah. Okay? But if you wake up in a happy manner and you tell yourself in positive reinforcement all the time that you're not going to take any toxicity today... And you're not gonna be. It, you're not gonna do it. All good vibes. It's right. all, all good, good vibes. So whether that's prayer or meditation or right, whatever, whatever floats yeah. your boat. Right. And you know, like I said, if you feel like you are in a toxic relationship of any sort, physical, mental, physical, mental, family, friends, relationship, workplace, please, please. Please reach out to someone and get some help. It is not very hard. Nobody's going to throw shame on you. Nobody's going to think anything different of you. But it will give you peace of mind when it comes around that these things are affecting you. So please, please reach out and get help. I want to thank Keish. 
so much for having us in the building. She gave us some great stuff today. Thank you for having me. My name is Swimmer. You can hit me on, on Swimmer. That's S-W-I-M-M-R underscore N-U-P-E-3 on Instagram. You know, you already know me. Triple B 1911 on IG. All social media platforms. Keisha, wants some fans? Sure, why not? Cast 1908. I mean, and that is... First talks with Bobby Rollins Swim. We out. Yeah, yeah. Ex-girlfriend, how you been? I see you still trying to fuck with other women, man. Remember when I first met you in my cousin's house? A week later, we was fucking on your mama couch. Now it's been said that big girls, they don't cry. But they damn sure lie. Look you in the eyes, saying you they only. You and I, till the day we die, said you never leave me lonely. Fly tenderoni, but you phony. Should've listened when my mama told me. Soon as I turn my back, you try to fuck.